Hello, and welcome to episode 8 of AA Opera Podcast. Podcast, but today it's a wine cast. So grab your wine and grab your seats and relax. I think we need a cheers at the beginning che- of this episode. And do you know what? It's not going to be some, you know, plastic, plastic. coffee cups. Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> we are drinking. A lovely, well, a white Zinfandel from Tesco. It's got a bit of a fizz. Got a bit of a fizz. (laughs) It's not, I actually have a funny story. Oh, I always have funny stories at the beginning of podcasts. Come on then. So I'm I'm someone who really does not like feet at all. Right. I think feet are kind of gross. Okay. Especially other people's feet. Fair enough. That's a common thought. Yeah. So one of my best friends growing up loves walking around barefoot. Still does like really into barefoot so he said one day i'm gonna make a wine because you know and then it's gonna call barefoot wine three months later he was back in california and he sent me a picture and he goes barefoot wine barefoot wine barefoot wine if you want to sponsor us barefoot wine we just we'll take it anytime yes (laughs) so this week we thought we'd talk about de-stressing because let's let's not lie we're a little stressed at the moment and also it's that time of year it's like everyone is like, oh my God, it's, we're not at Christmas yet. We're You're midway through the term. Yeah. And you've, you've come so far, but you've got so far <laughs> to go. And everyone's starting to get sick and there's assessments and stuff coming up in some colleges. So we thought we'd get a bottle of wine and talk about how we de-stress. Especially because Ashley has been de-stressing me out for the last couple of I weeks. I feel like, you know... I've been a, a, well, I hope I've been a good pair of years. Have I you been know, a, you've been a, a really, really good pair of years. <laughs> you know, a very sympathetic and very empathetic pair of years. I mean, Without... partly, we, we said from the very beginning of this podcast creation that we would be very honest and give this honest outlook on what life is like at a conservatoire. And we said a little bit in the very first episode how, you know, it's not sunshine and blue skies all of the time. Mm-mm-mm. It can be very stressful, but here we are. Here we are. And we're going to try and help you guys de-stress. Yes. <laughs> this is not going to be an ASMR podcast, though, so... <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've already done that in one podcast recording, so... <laughs> and I'm not into ASMR, actually. I'm, no, 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 I couldn't get into it's, it. There are a lot of sounds that just make me feel really uncomfortable, and I think that's just what it is. But I did want to say something about de-stressing for this podcast. It is so important to actually find the time to do it because otherwise lots of things can happen. And it has proven that also it affects your medical health and your physical health and your all-around mental health that when you don't de-stress, it builds up. Yeah, definitely. And this is why I've been saying to you, just tell me. Yeah. Just tell me what's going on because it builds up and builds up and then you just will burst. Yes. Just so you know, I've just been uh, been knocked around a bit the last couple of weeks. Mm. Nothing major, but an emotional roller coaster and ash- and it's just it's very hard to find a way to de-stress when you just constantly feel like your mm. roller coaster is not stopping. Yeah. As I'm sitting here just thinking about this and think, you know, it is spontaneous what we say on here. 
and it's quite interesting the thoughts that I'm having now in comparison to episode one yeah where we did touch on this and we talked about you know make sure you've got a timetable and stick to it and yes that's great but yeah. when it actually comes to the de-stressing side of it, that's often the thing that you have originally on a timetable that just gets left and forgotten about. Yeah. So I think what would be good to have a chat about is just ways to de-stress and that you can fit into your normal life, not necessarily putting time aside to go off and meditate and, and all of that, which is right. all great, and we can talk about that, but sitting down with a friend and having a bottle of wine very important which is what we're Uh, doing now yeah (laughs) but also to find the things that you completely disconnect from like to make sure that you're actually disconnecting from what you're dealing with so in our case you mean disconnecting from singing or disconnecting yeah but like get home don't look at your music after 9 p.m i'd say don't look after your music after 7 p.m but but that's what i mean like (laughs) like force yourself especially because I mean, I'm a workaholic, so, Mm. like, it's just very hard to say, oh, well, I'm going to do that. Like, use your weekends. And you were saying this earlier, too. It's so important to use your weekends. And I feel okay with that. I honestly do. And I know that, you know, you sometimes work on a weekend, and I know people that do, but I feel satisfied with taking a weekend off when I've had a very hectic week. And Mm -hmm. And my body knows, like, you deserve this time to relax. Most nights of the week I come in at eight, nine o'clock after teaching and I leave the house most days at around eight, nine a.m. So, and if I do that, I feel fully satisfied that I've ma- if I feel like I've made the most of my week, I can then treat myself to the weekend. And not every week do I feel like I've made the most of my week. So I will right. work on the weekend. But yeah, it's, it's just listening to your body yeah. and knowing when you're going to chill out. One of the things that I have discovered in the last couple of weeks was that I suffer from degenerative arthritis which is very new to me and if you have any information about it please send it my way because I'm very confused about what it what it means but I do know that I've had to change my entire day around like I used to be in a practice room at eight o'clock and right away then just keep going for the rest of the day carry a very heavy backpack around yeah. Ashley always makes fun of my giant turtle <laughs> a giant turtle um, which I also had until I finally invested in a locker at the Royal Academy of Music. But I have a locker and it's still... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. You do have a bit of a turtle back going on a lot of the time. Yeah. So, but now to learn how to not carry everything around and change my ways that I practice for different times of day. Not only, and if my body, I wake up in the morning, my body says, your back hurts don't move mm-hmm. then I need to know how to like work with that and but you're doing that now and you've yeah. had your diagnosis of that so yeah. you, you're away not just pushing it to the to the back of your head and ignoring it mm-hmm. um so you know you know that you have to think about that now we originally recorded this six months how long ago it's almost six months ago now six months ago yeah Jesus and I'm so glad that we've decided to re-record this episode because, as I said just before, we are actually feeling the stress <laughs> as, as we're talking about this. So it's a little bit more real. And when we were originally recording this, we said, let's come up with three things that make us feel like we're... Like, how do we just de-stress? Yeah. And I said taking baths was a really big one. Well, it is. It which is. is. Yeah. Light some candles, guys. Yeah. Get into those... 
Right, do you want to know my soundtrack? In yeah. <laughs> What's her face? Enya. I'm a Enya. Huge, huge Enya fan in the bath. Can I can play like 30 seconds of her. Hang on. <laughs> this is worth it, right? This is this is the ultimate chill. So, you know, she was on like the the Lord of the Rings oh. soundtrack and stuff. You can play 30 seconds. I, I, right, just but just listen to this. Imagine you're in the bath. That's all I can play. Like, <laughs> I love Enya in the bath. <laughs> Not in a weird way. <laughs> no, I actually love catching up on really shit television shows. In oh, the bath. in the bath. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I tried that once, but I panic when I've got an electric item. Oh, I leave it... The My... my not very sexy, but but the toilet is really close to where my head is supposed to be. Oh, so nice, I, nice one. Yeah. yeah so um, I dropped. I dropped it on the toilet. Nice. Okay. So taking a bath. Taking a bath. Another one. Long walks. Walk home sometimes. Take a walk outside. Mm. And we are air. we are very lucky being at the academy having Regent's Park right next to right. us. And we did a few walks in there in the summer when we were doing vixen rehearsals and, uh, yeah, just really refreshed your mind. And even more so than that, even if you're going from meeting to meeting, just walk. Like when I go to the Royal Opera House at after school, instead of taking the tube and then getting mm-hmm. mad at everyone at the tube, I'll walk from there. So it's not, okay. it's not a very relaxing walk, but it's just the idea that you're not sitting and stewing. Yeah, no, fair enough. So that brings me on to another point in that I find working outside of your usual place of work is really helpful. And not just thinking, oh, I'll, I'll work at home this morning, which happens quite a lot if you haven't got any classes. I don't actually like working in this apartment all the time. I just take yourself off to a, a nice coffee shop. All coffee shops have Wi-Fi and stuff now. Or the library. And we yeah, or the library, yeah. I actually find that working in like a public coffee shop the best yeah i do even if it is music related stuff like if you're looking at music notes and searching for repertoire yeah but often as singers and freelance musicians we have to do so much admin yeah and i hate doing my admin in the library even because i feel like that's a place of reading and and study yeah and i think also the noise of other people working or other people relaxing and having Mm. coffee is something that's very therapeutic yes you're not alone in this one yeah I do want to join the Groucho Club, though. Okay, well, yeah, one day. One day. One day. <laughs> We've got another very good podcast coming up. Or... Coming up, it'll come up around Christmas. But we had a we had a fun recording. A very night. nice meeting in the Groucho Club in Soho. We felt very established, <laughs> shall we say? Whereas here we are in uh, East London drinking a bottle of cheap rose. <laughs> And uh, recording the podcast, but you know, yeah. Yeah. Another great thing to de-stress, watch a really funny movie. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a really like, oh, obvious thing, but no, but like actually watch the movie, like sit down and watch it, make popcorn, have a bottle of wine. Or like any, any movie really, as long as it's not really intense, you know. As long as it's not whiplash. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Don't watch Whiplash if you're a professional musician. 
or Mozart oh, in the that? Jungle. Or um, what's that one about the homeless cellist? Oh, I got I cried at that. I cried so much. Oh, it's with what's his? It's with um, Michael Fox. Oh, I've forgotten. Um, yeah, you know, try and just watch something that is totally unrelated to your own you know life. What, you know what I always want to watch whenever I'm always in a mood for it. It's the most depressing movie of all time. Mm. Uh, Testament of Youth, which I've is a really it. sad movie. It's based on um, Vera Britton, but it's played by Alicia Vikander, and I'm obsessed with Alicia Vikander. Okay. Do you know who she is? No. She's um, Lara Croft. I'm really bad with um, names and... You cut this out. <laughs> I'm so bad with names of actors and stuff. I know, like, key key people, but... She is a key person. Is she? Oh yeah, recognize <laughs> faces, yeah, recognize, yeah. 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 Whatever she's in, I'm just like, that's the best movie ever. Right. Other than Ex Machina, which actually still gives me nightmares. Just yeah, watch it watching a movie is good or or doing social things like that, like going to the movies or going bowling or whatever. Oh, we should go bowling. There's one just at the O2 across there. Mm. I've not been yet, but I did actually mention to Lewis that I fancied at the other. But mm. it's just the idea of, like, it's okay to take time off. Like, it's okay to relax. You actually, it's more than okay. It should be a priority. That is a very good statement, and that's the premise of this entire episode, I think. You're um, probably listening to this on Friday afternoon on your journey home yeah. on YouTube, and you're like... I'm going to chill out this weekend. Yeah. That's what they'll do after they hear this yes. podcast. Um, Listen uh, to Anya in the back. So, while we've talked about just general things to do, to de-stress, which is very important, over the summer I really made my mindset a priority, mm-hmm. um, which I, I have done at certain stages of my life when it's got really hectic and I've got really down I get to a certain point where I'm like I need to sort my mental thinking out so I did that this summer and I just thought it would be good to share ways to improve your mindset in the times of of long holidays where you have time to read um so books yes read books (laughs) are, are are really good for this um there's millions of books on mindset out there and I've only read a few but the ones I have read I have found really helpful and not everyone will think they're great but I think they are and the main one is uh, The Secret and I mentioned by by Rhonda Brine okay that book is it's kind of on a spiritual level in that the way in which the universe works and it tells you that you your attitude and the way you go about your life attracts good if you if you have a positive mindset you're going to attract positive things and if you don't you're going to attract the negative things and you can follow that on a spiritual level or you cannot i don't know where i stand on it but actually i think there's truth to that though yeah because if you are if you're projecting negativity yeah sometimes you don't necessarily notice you're doing but or you like, but if you project your negativity and you stew in the negativity of whatever you're dealing with, mm. you're not going to be able to move forward and you're going to be able to, and you're going to feel like you have to blame other people for that. Well, that, that's exactly the point in what the book says. So even if you don't believe on it on a spiritual level, I've proof that when I've been thinking positively and every, 
after I go through these mindset resets, every negative thought that comes into my head, my mind changes it into a positive one. And I found just at the end of these mindset periods that I have, <laughs> is that they, um, I do good things start happening. Okay, yeah. so the, the secret is, is great, but there's many other books out there as well. I read a really fun one, which isn't like explicitly a mindfulness book. Oh, can I guess? Can I guess? I don't mm-hmm. think. Is it um, like something along the lines of don't give a shit? No. Like I the, do want to read that one. You oh, yeah, they are. Sarah, Sarah Knight. Sarah Knight's books are great. Yeah. You Do You is different to her other The other it's one. It's like she has other ones that have um, more explicit titles. <laughs> it's like The Art of Not Giving a Fork. Yes. Yeah, the magic of not giving a fork. G- giving an F, yeah. But um, she's another great author. Sorry. And That's after, fine. What, what are you reading? No, this one is. This one. I read it last year and I've mentioned it um, before, but it's The Sloth Philosophy. Mmm. Did I show it to you? Yes, you've showed it to me, but I've not. That sounds like the perfect de stressing book. It is because it's all about taking things slow and that, you know, different times of day work for different people and mm. that procrastination can be a very good thing. So there's, there's lots of books out there, is the point. Yeah. But also alongside that, if you haven't got time to read, there's apps out there. The My, Calm app oh, is no. fantastic. What's another one? For I meditation. Have, I have Waking Up, which Ooh, I was recommended, enough. and Jio and Headspace. Headspace is great. I've used that. So Waking Up is the Sam Harris one. Not seen it. So I have heard of someone that said that this changed his life. Which is mind-blowing. But I think it is really important so, um, to, to have something that you do every day. Even five minutes of just... You yeah. only need it for nine minutes. This looks cool. Your better half. Nice. So meditation apps, which are free and on the app store. I mean, some of them are free, but then you have like in-app purchases. Yeah. And if you feel that, I I would always say, because I did this with Calm, is that before you go on to the in-app purchases, just use the basic meditation stuff that's on there. And if you feel like it's becoming part of your routine, then invest. But I invested straight away and then I just fell out of the routine of doing some morning meditation or nighttime meditation and I just had to cancel the subscription. Yeah. So it brings us back to that idea of, yes, get into a habit of it, but at the same time, don't beat yourself up if you fall out of the habit because life is life. Life is life and pick yourself, like, just check in every Mm -hmm. so often. Just check in and say like, oh, it's been a while. What... It's kind of like resetting goals every so often. And that should always be high up on the list is mm. de-stressing and like a time, me time. Mm. Call it me time. Me time. Yeah. That's I, that's why I think January is one of my favorite months of the year. Because everyone... It's my birthday. Well, it's Abby's <laughs> birthday. And everyone's kind of on that reset with the whole mm-hmm. new year thing. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But... Again, it never it never lasts, so you need to make it periodic. Well, I heard that if it, most people don't get through 15 days of like their January goals, mm. their New Year's resolutions, they don't do the first 15 days. So if you've already done all of January, believe in yourself that you can keep it up. Yeah.
So finally, because this is a opera podcast. That's true. It is very important to stress how de-stressing is uber important for your vocal health. Yeah. I mean, when you're stressed, as we've both admitted that we are now, when I've stood up and sang in classes over the last week or so, there's just something there. There's just some sort of tension that you can't quite explain and even the tension in your shoulders and stuff. Yeah. And then it kind of goes into stage fright a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which can be very, very close to stress. It's the same feelings. It's the feelings that your body's tense and that you can't, you have no flexibility. And then what happens most of the time is you lose intonation or accuracy. That's right. And it, stage fright is ultimately provoked by stress. Yes. Yes. So de-stress <laughs> and there are people who talk about this and all over the place performance practice and stuff like that and we can do more research and tell you in another podcast about that but i think we really want to stress in this stressless podcast that we haven't mentioned the uh, the the black rose and saffron candle oh, no, which we we've haven't. got lit <laughs> to de-stress to de-stress us it smells very nice i'm very jealous oh, I'm going to go to Wilkinson's and pick up some Wilkinson's, candles. if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> I really like your five-pound black rose and saffron candle. If you feel like you're going through a lot of stage fright, it is very closely linked to stress, and therefore maybe try and go through de-stressing or meditation before going on stage or before going into a class mm. or meeting other new people because... I know I suffer from having very high anxiety and stress Mm. right before performing. And then I don't do my best. And I get really upset that I don't do my best. Yeah. And because I know I can do more, but then people stop you on things that aren't relevant to what you know that you can do. Yeah. And just trust that you've done the work. I like how I'm giving myself a therapy session on this podcast. Oh, I mean, open another bottle of wine. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is this is it though you need to talk like this not just you yeah <laughs> um, to de-stress everyone out there you just need to talk you need to get right, it off yeah. your system even write it out just write out yeah it doesn't have to be you're not an author you're not a, like a journalist you're it's just not gonna go anywhere but in a diary or, or something like that just get get your thoughts out but i, I just want to latch on to what you said there about stage fright and doing a bit of meditation before you go and perform. That can be quite hard, especially if you listen to our audition episode. It can be quite hard. You, you've literally got 10 minutes in a warm-up room and then you've got the loos to mm-hmm. sort yourself out. But we've talked a lot about this in um, movement class and stuff at the academy. It's always good to have a routine. Before performance, I always feel like I'm just like doing a random stretch here, a random stress there stretch there and I'm not I I feel like I get stressed about that I get stressed about what I'm going to do to calm myself down Mm -hmm. you don't need that you don't need to be thinking about that we don't need to be thinking about it so um what I'm trying to put into practice is just a very simple sort of five minute routine of breathing exercises stretching exercises yeah um and I can't say whether I presume that will work but I haven't put it into action yet but give it a go there's also tapping which is supposed to be really 
Have you not heard about it? Well, like putting your tap shoes on and... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that one. No, (laughs) it's a method of... um, There are certain pressure points over your body Hmm. that you... I'll link this in the description of the podcast and we'll link it on an Instagram post. But it's called... I can't remember. It's like a three-letter... We'll have it on our post. We'll (laughs) do some research. (laughs) Um, But it's basically you tap and you think of something funny. Like, you make the situation ridiculous. So if you're about to perform and you kind of, like, talk out to yourself, like, start tapping on your head, like, oh, it's ridiculous because, I mean... If I don't, if I don't perform well, then, then, you know, the world's going to come to an end. And then you move it. Avi's tapping her head right now, by (laughs) the way, guys. (laughs) And then you like tap your cheeks Mm -hmm. and you say like, why is this even more ridiculous? And you build up like how the world's going to come to an end. You kind of like get yourself into like a whole big mess of a thing. Like a hysteria sort of thing or. I might be getting this wrong, but the idea is that you tap certain pressure points. And then you like tap your... So it's your head, your cheeks, and your chest. And then your palms. And your palms. Okay. Maybe we'll put some sort of link I will up. link on... I will link this because it is a whole thing and you can go speak to someone and they can teach you how to do... I'll find out what it's called. It will be linked in this podcast everywhere. But it's a great performance anxiety stressor because you're making the situation ridiculous. If you don't perform your best, yeah, it's not the end of the world. No, it's not. And especially if you're in music college... Or just at a university or just starting out in singing, it's a journey and everyone is just there. Every performance is, is a learning process. Yeah. I just saw my life flash before my eyes, thinking I re-recorded the entire podcast. I am so glad I didn't. What, you mean recorded over the entire podcast? Yeah. Oh, well, calm, because take a <sighs> deep, deep breath in, <laughs> nice breath out, because that's, uh, that's, that's what, what we're all about. <laughs> um, we hope you enjoyed that. I feel like I can take on the world after a bit of de-stressing. Yes, so. I'm very excited for a new weekend of de-stressing. Hmm. But before we get to the weekend, I'm very excited we to had, hear your fun fact. We had Halloween yesterday, so I've got a bit of a spooky fun fact for us this week. Mm. So it is that two conductors have died whilst conducting the second act of Wagner's opera, Tristan und Isolde. Um, they collapsed from heart attacks at exactly the same point in the music. So two people have died, not just conducting that opera at the same point. I mean, it says in the fact that it's due to its technical demands, but I think it's cursed. It's cursed. It's <laughs> 100%. Maybe, I think, I just, I think just that's a really... Imagine that. So the, in the middle of the kinetic, it goes... <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Well, happy Halloween, guys. That's yeah. a great fun fact, actually. I'm going to keep that one. Well, well, well. Question of the week geared many responses. Mm. The question was, what's your go-to feel-good tune? And if you would like to let us know, please still um, comment on our Instagram and tag the person you'd like to sing along with. Or have a boogie with. Boogie. Um, So 360 of Opera on our Instagram uh, got in touch and said, Sempre Libera 
from La Traviata, which is an absolute classic. classic. Yeah. <laughs> and then our dear, dear friend, Rachel Liddell, sent in a whole playlist. <laughs> of course she did. Of course she did. <laughs> we love you, Rachel. Please come back. <laughs> Um, number one, I Got You, I Feel Good by James Brown and the Famous Flames. Number two, Dancing Queen by ABBA. Cool. Classic. Dancing Queen. Uh, number three, Just the Way You Are, Bruno Mars. Number four, the James Bond theme. No, let's just stop there. Rachel, the, the James Bond theme. I mean, you've got to be feeling kind of like okay i mean imagine strutting into the academy to the james bond theme like I would, oh empowerment yeah but i couldn't just do a normal walk to that i'd be like <laughs> doing my ninja moves <laughs> charlie's angels <laughs> yeah, yeah. Way um she next put on sing 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 by benny goodman and lastly in the mood glenn miller timeless timeless love them all Fantastic. Um, Marty Finn also got in touch and said the Imperial March from Star Wars. So another kind of movie classic there. Again, <laughs> I'm just imagining walking down like Marleybone High Street to these tunes. <laughs> Tom Elwin, who is also, if you don't know, the opera show, he runs the opera show, which is a YouTube channel. Really great. Definitely check it out. He wrote Last Goodbye by Jeff Buckley. I've not heard that one, I must no. admit. I'm I just know the... I'm just very familiar with the Hallelujah. Yeah. But I definitely want to check that out now. And then... And Hannah Noop said, Killing Me Softly with his song. Oh. I don't know why I put a good, good old by, comma in there. By Roberta Flack. I know, I didn't know it was by Roberta Flack. I don't know. But I knew, I knew I just, the song. Everyone knows the song. I do have to say, when those responses came in, I automatically went, Killing Me Softly with his song. What is your go-to boogie tune? Do you know, it's really hard to say, like, oh, there's one there's one tune. I, I do love a bit of September by Earth, Wind & Fire. Do you remember? Da, 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 da. But to be honest with you, just check out the entire Cheesy Hits playlist on Spotify. It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> you? Mine is actually, do you know Uptown Funk You Up? Of course, do yeah. Do you know the video where they like synchronized it to old movies? Yes, that's my You're go-to like happy them. place. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. Um, but that I, I do like other things. Disney classics, as as we've mentioned on this podcast. Oh, very empowering, aren't the Disney songs? Yeah, but yeah, there's so also, many. Defying Gravity. I watched an incredible you. Uh, Instagram video, uh, which I'm actually going to put on the page, or on our stories, um, of a guy doing the whole defying gravity thing. Um, I promise you, check out the Instagram story, I'm going to share it on there, that would be funny. So... This week, lots of new things happening in London. Well, it's November now. Can you believe it? I can't. But, (laughs) but, I forgot to mention, my parents were here the past week, and I took them, well, they took me, to see Come From Away. Now, if you've listened to the previous podcast, (laughs) you've heard how enthusiastic I am about Come From Away, and I'm so proud of you, the fact that you've gone to see it. So excited. I, (laughs) it takes you from laughing, to crying, to smiling, to... 
Oh, my body was so confused. All the feels. All the feels. And if you've not seen it, £25 tickets, rush tickets on Today Ticks. There's some for 18 quid also. Yeah, if you get go to the booths and stuff like that. But it's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. And it actually really incited that I really want to go see more musicals. Yes. There's nothing wrong with going to see the musicals. I know. It's just I keep my money for the operas. Yeah, that's fair enough. But you can get some good cheap tickets for the musicals as well which brings me on to um there are now tickets available for sister act in london but it's a very special sister act as whoopi goldberg is coming as dolores van cardier (laughs) maybe we should just do a movie night and watch that instead it's brilliant um so yeah check out i actually really want to do a movie night sometime soon that would be good me too it's part of our distressing yeah it's true. As um, well as tonight is the premiere of The Magic Flute at the Royal Opera House. Oh, I mean, they do uh, this production da, da, every da, year. Da. It's a really good production. Not every year. Well, they have done for the last two years. It is an amazing production, though. Yeah. It's good to see think... it. Mm. I'm sorry. We'll cut this. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's actually one of the best productions of Magic Flute out there. Personally speaking, mm. my opinion. Nice. Also, the Mikado. The Mikado is also starting at English National Opera, which features my lovely singing teacher, Yvonne Howard, as Katisha. Just plugging that there. Plugging. Um, I actually heard from uh, a visitor to the academy the other day, because I'm at the museum, that they saw it and they said it was the best thing that they've seen in a really long time really I've actually got tickets for it on the last night they're doing it at the end of November um, I can't wait it's going to be a good one it's supposed to be really good let us know what you're doing and what you're seeing so we can promote it here on this podcast as well find us at AA Opera Pod on Instagram and Facebook and I know I mentioned a few weeks ago guys about a website it is on its way <laughs> It's just a very busy term. So so give me the Christmas break to sort it out. Website coming 2020. 2020. <laughs> January 2020. Um, but yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. And don't forget to rate this podcast. Mm-hmm. What else do they need to Subscribe do? to it. Subscribe to it. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. See you next week. See ya. Bye.